Hello, welcome to the podcast, the podcast where three friends who are these professional footballers that will dash away children when we always come through have their say on the Premier League. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. We are stacked out. This is crazy. I've never seen so many faces. <laughs> it is insane. It is insane. But we're all here to talk, talk about and discuss football. But I feel like we've got so many intros to get through. So we'll get straight to it. We are joined by, of course, the ever-present coach. Coach, how are you doing, sir? I am good. Like I told you before the show, man, um, nothing can bring me down. I shot some good jollof rice. It's been a good day. You know, <laughs> man's are, the energy, the energy is here, bro. So, man's are back. You see, I've got a trim as well. I'm back. I'm back to life. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, I'm here. I'm good. I'm good. How you doing, bro? How you doing? I'm all good. All good. All good over here. Um, we also joined. Second time, is it? Six. Yeah. Back to back, Sims. Back to back, Sims. Back to back. Okay. Back again, as some people will say. Yeah, man, I'm here. We got three points at the weekend, so I'm smiling. You get me? Uh, Marshall didn't score, though, so. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> the babies, not the babies, though. Uh, second time as well for, for Dot. How are you doing, sir? I'm good. How are you? Thanks for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. You, you, you guys have been, it's crazy what you guys have been doing, man. It's crazy. Thank you. Um, also joined by two. First time guest, um, El- M- mm. Eleanor, Eleanor, <laughs> Eleanor, Eleanor, Eleanor. Eleanor. <laughs> I prepped you with everything. I'm terribly sorry. I'm terribly. I'm, it's, it's 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 one. It's the way your name's spelled. Two. I've been watching The Good Place, so it, it, that doesn't help me. It doesn't help me. No, it doesn't. <laughs> But first time, I will get your name right eventually. I'm terribly sorry. That's all right. Spurs fan. Spurs fan. Disgraceful. I feel like they're all coming out the woodwork. We've had like five Spurs fans. So I think you better pipe down, to be honest. Oh, my God. They've got wings now. I'm telling you, they've got wings. They've all got wings now, these guys. They've all got Okay. All right. Oh, God. Oh, damn. And we are joined by Yannicka. How are you doing? I'm fine, thanks. Manchester City fan. We, we've, we've been going, how long have we been going for, coach? This is our fifth fifth year doing this. Fifth year. First Manchester City fan. You're hard to find, oh, man. Really? You are History. hard to find. This yeah, year has been made. We found one of them. <laughs> but it's great to have you all, all on so many great uh, footballing opinions in the room tonight. We shall start on... Let me get my one football app up. We're not sponsored by them. I just keep mentioning the name. I don't know why. <laughs> are, you, are you trying to be a plug or something? Is that what you're trying to Maybe. Do? I'm, try, I'm trying to get that one football money, you know. That's that's not a lie. Um, we shall yeah. start on Friday. Brighton, a um, few, few games to get through till we get to the to the meat of the uh, of the whole podcast. Um, Brighton and Hove Alvin Burnley, nil. Uh, nil, nil. I don't want to say anything much on this game, to be honest. I'm glad when Sean Dash gets, even if it's zero, zero, one point, I'm fine with that. I'm fine you know, with that. You know what, you know what, bro? I think just because of, just because of today, so many people, let's just do our teams and get the heck out of here because that right, nil-nil then. sucks. And of course, we can talk about Adam Lutheran because he's a waste man. But more importantly, <laughs> that game sucks. So I don't talk about that game. It was shocking. I'm even upset that I watched it. So there you go. <laughs> we'll just, we'll just roll through. We'll, We'll roll through the results then. Uh, Southampton 2, Newcastle 0. And so we'll get to Saturday. Everton 1, Manchester United 3. I mean, we were, 
we were all hoping, I'm including the Man United fans in, in this um, discussion, by the way, <laughs> that Everton would beat Manchester United. So you just get Ole Gunnar Solskjaer the heck out of here. But Bruno Fernandes just wanted to show up. Um, coach, yo, how are you feeling? I don't think I use the word. I'm, I'm, feeling, I'm feeling satisfied that my team got three points. I'm not feeling satisfied that certain men are still at my club. You know exactly what I'm talking to you about. Like I said, I don't respect my club or I don't respect the manager right now. So I refuse to name them out of courtesy for myself. Um, so Man Red won the game. They did very well. They got three points. Um, Everton, I think, were not in great form. They kind of made it easy after because they scored their goal. They weren't closing our spaces. We're doing our thing after that was quite easy. Bruno Fernandes actually had a, a good game for the first time in that like four months. And um, my boy Cavani, my boy, my, my king, Tarzan, he scored for us as well. So I'm in a good mood. I'm in a good mood. We need those, we need those um, points because it took us from 15th to 14th. So, yeah, as you can tell, I'm absolutely excited. But, um, yeah, no, it was a very important win. So hopefully now uh, we can get another win. We'll come back from international break because this um this bottom of the half life bottom half of the table lifestyle that i'm living right now isn't isn't good isn't good so yeah i'm kind of happy sam you a fan of bruno fernandez yeah bruno he's a, he's a good player man i think the, we have to all be we have to all be honest anybody who watches my <laughs> he's a gooner he's a gooner don't worry he's a gooner. <laughs> now, any anybody who watches us will see that Bruno Fernandez he has he blows hot and cold. You know what I mean? But the thing is, he will he will get the stats, he will score penalties, he will get an assist, he will get a goal, even when he's playing poorly. So I'm a fan of him. I'm a fan of his like work rate, his endeavor. Um, he's got those captain qualities, um, and he played well at the weekend. He hasn't always been playing well, as Kojo said. You know, he's not been playing well for the majority of the season and towards the back end of last season as well. But yeah, he turned up on, on the weekend. I do think that Everton made it easy for us. You know, Decore, Alan, they weren't the best. James Rodriguez was missing. So it was just one of them games where it went right for us, man. And Oli seems to do this all of the time when, when it's getting a bit sticky for him. You know what I mean? I guess this question goes out to the Liverpool and the Man City fans in the room. Are you enjoying watching Manchester United in this current state, or is it starting to get just a bit tiny, just a bit sad? Um, I'd never say that it's sad, you know. I'd quite like them to get relegated, but it's not going to happen. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I've been a City fan my whole life. I've been through the most amount of rubbish from United fans, so yeah. Um, but I think. I thought Ali would actually win the game because he normally does that when he's under pressure. He pulls out a win and then people start saying, oh, maybe it's not the manager. And then you'll probably lose an easier game and then it'll be the same thing over again. So I think he, he does it a lot. He did it with PSG. Um, he tends to beat City. You know, them big games that get people thinking, oh, yeah, he's the right man for the job. So I did expect him to win. Um, I didn't expect Everton to play that poorly, to be honest. I thought they were bad. Um, but they didn't have Rakalison, who I think when he plays, they're a lot better. So I think that's probably what they were missing. Um, and then Bruno had a good game. So, you know, then the second goal in particular, I don't know if that was a cross or a shot on target, but it went in. Um, that was a cross. And it was, yeah, it was good. So I think United were the better team. Um, but I think it's just 
like Kojo says, I think it just kept that man in a job a little bit longer. So yeah. <laughs> it came the hell out of here. But yeah, sorry. Go on. <clears throat> uh Dot, um what went wrong for Everton? I mean, we've heard it might have been Richarlison missing, James Rodriguez was missing. But this is, I think, the second game in a row that they've lost on the so two thousand about third game that they've lost. So was it simply that people like myself were blowing too much steam up of Everton's backside, or is it simply the fact that they're just missing some key players? You're asking me um, what's wrong with Everton. <laughs> Specifically. Nothing, 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 nothing's wrong with Everton. <laughs> Everton are being Everton. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. There's not much more I can add to that. And... It's interesting because when we went on um, Sky Sports News during the transfer window, Budge was quick to say that Everton have done the best business this summer. And I wasn't convinced because I've seen Everton spend £100 million for the last four seasons and it's ended up in mid-table finishes. So, yes, they started off well, but the last three games, they've been poor. And people are quick to say they're missing Richarlison, but Angelotti is a top-class manager, so he's meant to be able to find a fix and a solution to still get results. And it's easy, again, to say Richarlison's missing, so they're missing something in attack. And Bernard was actually their best player against Man United, so he did his job. But as um, was mentioned earlier, the midfield didn't turn up. The core was poor. Alan looked off the pace. And James Rodriguez, this is what you're going to get with him. He's got world-class ability, but he's not a world-class player because he doesn't perform week in, week out. I got shot down a lot for saying stuff like that, you know. But I, I agree with that. I, I, I think that we're going to see inconsistencies with James Rodriguez, to be honest, this season. And, and, and the problem that I saw, the biggest problem that I saw from Everton on the weekend is that they only had one way of potentially scoring. And that was literally just cross the ball to Calvert-Lewin. And hopefully he produces some sort of magic in the air. And that's not always going to work. You need to be a bit more creative in the middle or work the channels a bit better. But for me, Everton were just knocking the ball, hoping to score. And they had no chance of winning that game. So, Doc, are you, are you saying that basically no matter how much Everton try to improve, they could never try and be Liverpool? They're not going to be Liverpool, no disrespect. Um, I don't know, bring all the disrespect I like, if you want. Bro. I, like, I like what they've done. I like what they've done in the summer. Obviously, like, I'm a big fan of Alan. I watched him at Napoli and he's a very, very good midfielder. Decore, for me, was one of the you know best midfielders out the lower end in the league. Um, so they made good signings, but I just think when Jordan Pickford is your goalkeeper, it puts a cap on what you can achieve because he just sends nerves throughout the whole team. That seems fair. That seems fair. Um, Eleanor, Pogba. <laughs> Let's go to him because he seems because even when he doesn't play, he seems to be hitting the headlines. Um, I think it was recently there was an interview that says. That said, Pogba doesn't seem like he's enjoying his time there. Uh, is it time for him to move on? And do you see him going to a big side? I wouldn't say I wouldn't put Tottenham in that in that oh, category, wow. but a big side, you know, like oh, a, maybe an Arsenal I just, or a Real Madrid. Already with you. <laughs> <laughs> um, with Pogba, the situation is really odd because he's clearly got a great player in him. Like he is an amazing talent. Like he is. 
beautiful on the ball when he couldn't be bothered. And it's almost like he just he doesn't he doesn't care for United. He just he just doesn't want to. Oh hi, I know him. <laughs> um, yeah, it just seems like he just can't be bothered. Like he just he just seems like he wants to well he said he wants to go to Madrid, didn't he? Now, playing the way he is, showing the attitude he is, does he really think Madrid fans are going to want him there or Madrid are going to want him? Because Madrid didn't even like Bale and he's a bloody magician compared to Pogba. So, like... Oh, 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 <laughs> I don't, oh. I don't see why they like, why, why want Pogba. Like, they just seem like... He's not going to get the Madrid. He's not going to get Madrid. He's not going to get a club like that, I don't think, anyway. But I do think he needs to leave United. I don't think he's going to... Do. I don't think he's going to rekindle his love with United again. Ever since Mourinho, it's just been downhill for him at United. I think the relationship's got stale. I think he's just bored. I genuinely think he's bored there. He looks bored. Oh, damn. <laughs> Fair enough. We uh, move on to Crystal Palace for Leeds United. Neil, um, we're going to get into I've got a soft spot for Palace. Yeah. Yeah, I was at that game actually. Um, I was covering that game. Shout out the voice. Um, and I'll just kick it off because Eberichi, as a, I said it, I've been waxing lyrical about him. This guy, brilliant player. When that free kick just went in, I was just so happy um, for the kid. And the thing is, that's that's the funny thing about Paddy's because one day they're excellent, and then next week they have one shot on target, and you're just thinking, where are they actually going with Roy Hodgson? But when they get their best players on the pitch, and I'm talking about Eze, Townsend, Ayu and Saha, they're going to be a threat to any team. And I see them putting off some massive results this season against some of the big teams because they're just set up to just count on cause destruction. Um, you guys you guys broke the deal when he, when he joined. I mean, I was, I was going on the timeline and I saw a beautiful game and Eze was like, wait, hold on. So, that you might have now for Richard Romano part two, yeah? I can't respect <laughs> it. Um, where does he fit in? If you had to put all, I guess, him, Townsend, oh, that's a Benteke, that's a, that'd be a lie. Um, him, Townsend, and Zaha in like a lineup, how would you think they fit perfectly? Like, where, who goes where? Obviously, Roy. Roy is going with a 4 4 2. Um, Eze on the left, Ayu and Wilf up front, and Andros on the right wing. But I feel eventually they're going to have to turn away from that sort of formation. Um, Eze is, when he came on to our podcast, he said, look, I'm an entertainer. I see myself as a number 10. But his best form at QPR came from the left. So he's one of those players that can operate on the left and drift infield. And anytime he got the ball for Crystal Palace infield, he was just a threat. I didn't like realise him or notice him lose the ball once all game. So I think the 4-4-2 works, but Midfield protection may be a problem in the bigger games. You may get caught on the break. So I think eventually they should try and implement a 4-2-3-1 with Wilf on the left, um, Eze centrally, Andros on the right and Ayu up front. And I think Palace are going to be, they're going to be a good team this season. Um, It seems like it's going in the right direction for Palace right about now. But I mean, Roy Hodgson, I mean, the, the comments are saying that he's pretty much stuck in the nineties with four four two. He's getting old, as well, not getting old. He's old. Let's, let, let's face it. Is it time for him to move on, Yannicka, or is it? Well, one, is it time for him to move on, and two, which manager do you see going there? Because they tried with uh, well, I forgot his name. 
It was um, who was the Dutch Frank, Frank de Boer, wasn't it? Yeah, they tried with him and it didn't work out, so they went back to Hodgson. Who do you think they should go to next? Um, I think they've definitely improved, but I agree with that. They're quite inconsistent. I don't watch Palace all the time, but you know, I've seen them play big teams and get results, and then the next minute you look at the score and Brighton are beating them, so you just think. They're not really that consistent. I think Zaha himself is a great player, but again, inconsistent sometimes. So I think if they can get their consistency right, um, you know, and go on and run away, they should be all right. But I think there's just that. Obviously, I'm not sure for this season because it's not over yet. But I can see them sort of dipping again and then having a, a few good games and then losing a few. So I think they need to get that. Um, in terms of Hudson. He's just like an old school manager, isn't he? So I think people kind of want your new, like managers that are gonna come in and try something new. You know what I mean? So I think he could go, um, but I don't think they'll sack him unless he puts them in a really bad position. So they're like, you know, bottom half of the table fighting for relegation. But I don't think he'll get sacked if they're sort of tenth, eleventh, fourth. I don't think they'll sack him. So I don't mind them going down. Ouch. Gerard. This is a bit of a shout. Is I, mean, it? I think, yeah, Rangers look unbelievable this season. But I think this will be Roy Hodgson's last season. I think this is the last year in his contract. And from people close to the camp, they're saying that there's going to be some serious changes within the next 12 months at Crystal Palace. So I don't think he will be there next season. Mm, okay. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, Leeds, they seem to be, I mean, I say this knowing that Arsenal are going to face Leeds soon, so I'm, I'm saying it, hoping that we don't embarrass ourselves, but then again, it's Arsenal, we're probably going to embarrass ourselves. Uh, Leeds. Um, we're getting there, don't worry, we're getting there. Yeah, we're getting there, we are getting there. Uh, Leeds, hot and cold this season. Stop it. <laughs> well, after what he's given me, I'm excited. Yeah, don't worry, we're getting there, don't worry. Uh, Leeds, hot and cold this season. Um, it's a weird it's weird to say considering that they have Bielsa who's so highly respected as a manager. Love him. There we go. Um, <laughs> um but can you see them struggling to stay up this season? Sams. Me? No, I don't I, I don't see them struggling. I think that they're going to have games like we saw them against Crystal Palace, but then we're going to see them have games like when they played Villa, I think it was where they were. They were really good, and um, yeah, I, I think from when you can score goals in this league, I know that you got to be able to keep them out as well, and it's going to be sticky. But I think that they've got enough goals in them. Bamford knows where to find the net. Um, they've got players there like you know Rafinha that's still got to come through. Um, <clears throat> was it Rodriguez? So <clears throat> I think. Yeah, I don't think that they're gonna they're gonna struggle to stay up. And plus, they've got Bielsa as the coach, and the way that they play football as well is pleasing on the eye, but it's also effective as well when they get it right. The only thing is that I think what's that about Arteta and uh, <laughs> it, was a lot, it was a great comment. But <laughs> <laughs> um, uh... like, no, Leeds for me will comfortably finish. In, in the league and I, I would I reckon that there will be a top ten finish as well to be honest. I think there's a lot a lot more worse teams than them um in the league. What is it about uh Bielsa, Eleanor? What what, what makes you say I love him? 
well, it's the whole Poch connection, obviously. <laughs> um, oh, okay. and, and he just, he does play football that I enjoy watching. Like, I enjoy watching these. And I think he's just so well, he's so well respected, like generally across the football world. I just think, and he's done brilliantly with their transfer window. I thought they had a really good transfer window with who they got in and stuff. I I just, I really, I just love watching Lee. I could watch them. And then some, the next game, they'll play terribly. But I know that they're, they're trying, like they, they put all on, like put everything on the line. So like, I just, I enjoy watching those players like, like die for him like and I, honestly i would have taken him free jose <laughs> because if any of wow. you know me I, I wasn't um a jose fan before <laughs> but um i really i really like him i just think I like, like most girls fans weren't right right mm. um we have to move on uh to chelsea for sheffield united one um goals from Tammy Abraham, Ben Chilwell, Thiago Silva, Timo Werner, Hakim Ziyech pulling all the strings. Um, our Chelsea title contenders, coach. <laughs> um, possibly, because everyone else is, incons is inconsistent this season. And I feel like now, um, I mean, Liverpool are the most consistent team in the league. They've got enough firepower to keep scoring goals, but they're starting to get a lot of defensive injuries, and that could be a problem also. Um, and Chelsea are not suffering any injuries right now. It looks like Thiago Silva and Zuma have built a good, a good partnership. Mendy looks good so far, which means they don't have to worry about the keeper problem. Um, Chilwell's assisting and scoring and, and doing well at the back as well. So, no, you know what? They, I don't want to say yeah. I, this, I'm, I'm going to sit on the fence. I'm going to be one of them, man. I'm going to take my time, you know, because... Because if I say yeah, and then they get popped next week here, yeah, you may will come to me and say, Michael, what were you saying? I don't want that kind of heat right now. So mm. possibly, possibly. Um, but they're in a good in a good moment at the moment. Got <clears throat> players, they're starting to get their players back. I mean, with Havertz has COVID, am I wrong? Mm. Havertz has COVID I right don't now. Like that, actually. Is that what yeah, it is? COVID. Yeah, he has COVID right now. So obviously he's out as well. So when he comes back, that's another player they can fit in. ZX sitting in straight away. Um, Tammy Abrams fighting for his spot scoring. And Werner's obviously getting on the score sheet. So they, they've got a lot of firepower. And obviously, Kel, your favorite player, Pulisic, is yet to come back as well. So, yeah. I don't um, mind him, but you know the reason. Hey, listen, listen. Okay. I went on this guy's show a couple of weeks ago, and I said they're not going to win it. I'm not too sure right now. I'm not too sure right now. I can't, I can't come and I can't come and see. I'm, Who are you I'm saying that Chelsea, Chelsea aren't going to win? Who, who's not going to win it? He's saying that Chelsea are not going to win it. I said that Chelsea oh. are going to win it. Oh, but, okay. I mean, judging how everyone's inconsistent, I didn't see Liverpool getting all these injuries coming in so quickly in the season already. And they're major as well. You know, Van Dijk and then Trent is four weeks. You know, I'm just not sure. But so far, I still think it'll probably be another Liverpool win. But I wouldn't count Chelsea out, nor would I rule them in. Does that mean um, you're ruling us out? Yeah, that's good. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll come on to that. Oh, okay. All right. Mm. <laughs> People got Gareth Bell, so they're nothing there. Okay. Oh, it's a madness right now. Oh, you, can't, you, can't, you can't diss Gareth Bell around me, by the way. I'm, I'm not dissing Gareth Bell. I just said you think you got Gareth Bell, so you think Tyler's coming. I see it. Jesus. <laughs> um, there are talks of uh, Mendy over David De Gea. Uh, Sam's what, what, what are these uh, in terms of form, especially on the timeline? 
Um, in terms of form, is is Mendy the better goalkeeper? No. Thank you. Mendy's what he's, he kept a few clean sheets. He's come in, but he's he's not really been troubled. And you know what, David De Gea this season, David De Gea this season has not actually been that bad. You know, mm. like, been that bad. He's, he's he's not done anything wrong. Actually, he's not made any mistakes, not made any howlers. So yeah, we need to see a little bit more from Mendy first before we start going that far. That he's he's a better goalkeeper. But nah, I think it's nonsense. Just react, people being reactionary in it. That's, that's the way it is. Uh, so Ben Chilwell, Thiago Silva, Kurt Zuma, and uh, Reese James were the uh, the back four. We all know that Chelsea have um, are li are liabilities defensively. Let's let's put it pretty serious. Um, which is which back four do you think will suit that will suit them going forward uh, from here, uh, Yannicka or anybody? Oh gosh, I don't know. Do you know what? I've not watched much of Chelsea um, this season, to be honest. I've not actually managed to get um, that many games, but I know they struggled sort of towards the beginning. They were conceding quite a lot of goals. Um, obviously, Kepa. I'm not a fan of Kepa. <laughs> but he had to go. Nobody's um, a fan of Kepa, it seems. No, no. Got Mendy in. Mendy seems to be a bit stronger, so I don't know if that's going to be the difference. Um, Terms of the defence, I think Thiago Silva will will stay there. Um, I think Chilwell is having a good, really good season so far, so I think they'll keep him. Um, I don't know in terms of um, whether the um, Zuma the whole season. I don't know because he was con um, inconsistent before this season. I've not really watched him, but he was. So I don't know if he'll stay. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't really. It's just because normally I watch loads of football, but this season I've literally not had time. So from what I've seen, them three definitely. Uh, Sheffield United. I mean, last season they were flying high. There were there's talks about Champions Leagues and finishing in Europa League stuff like that. And now this season, it seems like their name and their brand have caught up to them. Mm -hmm. uh, Doc. What's gone wrong for Sheffield this season? It's tough because they punched above their weight last season. When you look at their team, player for player, it's arguably the worst 11 in the Premier League. So I'm not having that one. Fulham is. Hands down, Fulham is. <laughs> not having that too. I don't think so. No, you, you do. You do know. I'm not having that. <laughs> what? I you doesn't know. 50-50 <laughs> is tough. Nah, um, bro. At least Fulham have individual quality. That's what I'm trying to say. They have players. Adam Ono Lookman, for example. Did yes, you see the penalty? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. the penalty. I'm not, I mean, I'm, I'm not, sitting there feeling sorry for Scott Parker. Like I'm not gonna like <laughs> judge Adam Ono Lookman off of the penny. Yes, it was a poor miss, but he's been their best oh, player this season. Like if you at the end of the day, if he scored that. Everyone says, wow, what a penalty. It's gone wrong. Hold your hands up. Poor miss. Fine him, whatever. Move on. Because he's a very, very talented player. Um, but just to go back to Sheffield United, I was, I'm worried about them because I don't see them scoring enough goals. Harold mentioned it. I think Ramsdale, I think he's poor. Um, I think he's a poor keeper. The centre-back trio don't look the same. Um, and Rian Brewster, the, the big money signing. 
I was never sure about this move. I was never sure about this move because I just don't think Sheffield United suit the way Brewster mm. likes to play. And I think the perfect option for Brewster would have been a Crystal Palace or a Brighton. I think Brighton were the perfect team for him. Um, yeah, so I think they'll go down this season. I honestly do feel that Sheffield United mm. will go down this season. But their one shining light is that Sander Berger in midfield. And for them to have any sort of hope in staying up. They need to get him playing well on a weekly basis. They need to get John Fleck back in the team because I think he was their best player last season. And they need Rian Brewster to score at 10 to 15 Premier League goals. Doc, can I ask you a question? Because regarding the Brewster stuff, this is something that I've spoken about on my pod. Like he's, I watched him and he just seems to be running around. There doesn't seem to be anything happening for him up top. And thinking about that they could get relegated. What what do you think that could do to his confidence? Like, he's, he's the big money signing, isn't it? And for him to go down, not scoring any goals, do you think, do you worry for him going forward? It's, it's a tough situation. Um, I hope they don't go down for him. Honestly, I do hope they don't go down. Um I don't know. He has to have a good season, regardless whether they go down or not. I think if he scores 10 to 15 Premier League goals, he will easily get another Premier League club. But the problem is, if he doesn't score, then he's going to be in the Championship next season. And when I looked, when I watched him, he had one shot in his first three appearances. I don't think he had a shot in the last game, so it might even be one in four. And, you know... They don't, they don't create chances. They were one win in their last 11 Premier League games or something crazy like that. For me, I'm always talking about strikers. You need to create chances for them. If he's missing three chances a game, then it's one thing. But yeah, I, I worry because I just don't see him getting the chances to even score any goals if they get relegated. So I, I worry for Brewster, man. He's, he's a young talent. He's somebody that I think is, is very, very, very good. And that move doesn't seem to be the right one for me. Obviously, that, that's my problem. I just don't think the move is the right one. I know Brewster said all the right things in his, you know, opening interview with the club. But from what I'm led to believe, there was other options that they preferred. Um, but obviously, those deals didn't materialise. So Sheffield United was the best option, the best backup option. <laughs> Chris Wilder needs to find a way to get the best out of him because Brewster, he's not great outside of the box, but you give him a chance, he will put it in the net. How mm. are you going to work that ball to get him in that six-yard box to score goals? That's the big problem. Yeah, agreed. You know what, you know what, yeah? This, is, this, is, this comment just jarred me here. Right here. Listen, listen. Your club... <laughs> Your club actually needs to be investigated because you sold some studs <laughs> for good money, yeah? And I'm struggling to get Daniel James out of the sea of Manchester, let alone out of my club. Yeah. So, how is that? How do you, how do you get these guys to go for such good money? I don't understand. Do you, I don't know. Do you get it? Michael Edwards, best director of football in the world, arguably. Um, the, the thing is about Bruce, though, he's got a lot of, he's a brand. So, he's always going to be worth a lot of money. He scored 11 goals in 22 games in the championship last season. He's English. He's marketable. So, automatically, you're going to get a 20 mil fee. Whether you agree with that is another question, but you're going to get about 20 mil for a player like that. But I want to quickly mention something on Chelsea. And I don't know if it's an unpopular opinion, but 
from what I've seen, I think Mason Mount looks like a better player than Kai Havertz. From what I've oh. seen. From what I've seen. Oh. Oh. I mean, he's better than Harry Winks, but, I mean, yeah, you know. I mean, that's not... Why, why are you doing that? <laughs> I'm probably better than Harry Winks. <laughs> oh, crazy, crazy. Well, you know what it is? Oh, okay, no, 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 it's very, very functional in that Chelsea team, isn't it? Yeah. That's, right. I think in that Chelsea team, Frank Frank loves him, so he finds a way to fit him in. And, yeah, Mount does look very accomplished, I must say, playing playing for Chelsea. Yeah, you don't, you've rattled a lot of people here, bro. You've rattled a lot of people here, bro. I'm not going to lie, yeah. I've watched Havertz very closely and I don't see any special attributes. I don't, right, okay. I actually don't see it. And my problem with that type of player is that they're dying breed. We've seen it with, we've seen it with Deli Ali. We've seen it with Thomas Muller, even though he's reinvented himself. Anton Griezmann is struggling at Barcelona. I don't think that player fits the modern game anymore. And the thing is about Mason Mount, he's used as a scapegoat or Lampard loves him, but he's been one of Lampard's best players in the last 16 months. Last season, the way he started off the season was, was fantastic. Obviously, he pitted that towards the end. He's a young player. And the difference between world-class and, let's say, for example, Havertz that needs a year or two to settle, look at Ziyech's impact already. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Havertz is 80 mil. He needs to deliver straight away. There's no excuses. I mean, it's not like he's not scored. He's scored here and there, but that's the thing. He's eighty mil, yes, and he, you expect him to. You expect him to live up to that to the to the price then, essentially. But because if Cahill, if I ask anyone on this panel, what is his best attribute? He's not brilliant at dribbling. Mm -hmm. He's not a brilliant passer. He's not physical. <laughs> I've seen him cost Chelsea two goals. <laughs> Like, Damn. I'm genuinely hey. asking you. No, no, I understand that. Because we're quick to say, oh, this guy, because he's got the name, because he's been playing in Germany, yeah, big reputation, but he's not Ozil. I think the, the price that comes down to potential, you also like you like you, the, the branding as well. Like, that's why Brewster cost Sheffield that much, and that's probably why Havertz cost uh, Chelsea that much. I think he... He could come good because he, he was brilliant for, for Leverkusen. And it's all about, one, it's, it's hard when Ziyech hits the ground running. It's hard when Timo Werner hits the ground running. So when you're not exactly lighting fireworks in, uh, lighting off fireworks, crying heavens, mad. Um, <laughs> it's hard when, um, when a player like that, who costs so much, doesn't <laughs> hit the ground running as well. Ouch. This is harsh, man. Havertz is a Tesco brand Ozil. Listen, guys. It's a back and forth in the comments right now is a bit... I know, but these comments are mad. This is a bit crazy. But I do think, I do think he will come good eventually. He, he's... I I agree we haven't seen the best of him, but I think the best is yet to come. I, I have a bit of faith in, in him. He's, he is quality. He's. I wouldn't say he's he excels at much, but what he does do, he's, he's quite good at. And for 80 million, do you want that? No, at all. I'm but, not. Yeah. but then again, I, I feel like he will come good. Um, we move on to West Ham 1, Fulham 0. Uh, Thomas Shovchek with the goal. We all, already touched on penalty just a bit. But then again, I feel like we have to have a, a full-blown discussion on this thing. Why? You said before, Doc, that if he scores, that is brilliant. Okay. Is what is It's amazing. But then again... 
He played one, he plays for Fulham. Two, they're in a relegation battle. You when you need to make when you need to have um earn points, you need to be serious when it comes to putting away chances like that. Why did he go for that? That 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 penalty. I don't know why he, he tried to chip it. Why did he try to anchor it? It makes no sense in that situation. Is is that for me to answer? It's kind of a, <laughs> because, a battle for uh, your your comment. Because ever since I've started speaking to footballers on a regular basis, I try to not be reactionary. Like I don't want to abuse them and say this player's awful, that player's bad, because for them to be doing what they're doing at that age and performing, it's, it's difficult, right? But at the end of the day, Adam Ola Lookman, he missed the penny. I don't know what he was thinking. It was a shocking attempt to try and score a goal. But he has been Fulham's best player this season. And I think... He, he's their standout player. Anytime he gets the ball, he makes things happen. Yes, he disgraced himself on the weekend, but he'll come back stronger. It's a mistake. Yeah, no. Yes, and he's young, so I... I, 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 I it's just there's a lot riding in that situation, and you need to show a bit of maturity in that in that situation. For he's me, not the penny. He's not the penalty taker. Why are we not? But he had no, the I understand that. But the, well, he took the penalty. He took the penalty. I think yeah. it's I think it's the idea that obviously he's done a penenka. Obviously, there's a, there's a, such a look over it. It's one of those, you know, you t- you do it if you're either a high caliber or if it's the game's really won, you can do it. But really and truly, if he struck it well. And he missed it. He still began the same anyway, you know. So it's one of them ones where. No, I don't think he'll be getting the same. No, he will. He will. He will. The issue with that penalty is. That is such a stupid thing to do. No, yeah. The issue with that penalty is for me. He's seeing the social media mm-hmm. offline reels of the, his penalty, you know, getting the draw, the penalty. Because there's, for me, there's no need for you to be doing that. There's, there's no need for you to be doing that. In, I was, so it the 90, was it 96 something minute? Yeah. 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 No, no, you, you, just, you just don't do that, man. So for me, it was irresponsible from him. He saw the headlines and that's yeah. what he was dying for. Damn. Uh, West Ham. God, I tried, man. I tried, man. I tried. I don't know why. I, I'm not. I'm not even. I'm not even defending him. I'm saying it was. A, it was a horrible attempt. It was a bad, mm. bad miss, and he should be, you know, hang out to dry. But you don't pin it down on him forever. You move on. It's okay. Oh yeah, yeah. Could have gained one oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay with that. Yeah, he made a mistake. We all make mistakes in life, innit? So I, 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 like, well, what were we doing? Like this guy's a professional. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. I don't know about you. I was, I was getting my trims at twenty-three. Let's go to the United fans. Would you take Moyes back in uh, right now? I don't know what that comment was about. Please, please, <laughs> what are you please, doing? Please, what? What? Wait, what? I don't What's know that what that comment what? was about. Wait for your club to. You know what? Let's go. Let's go to Arsenal right now, please. Let's do it right nah, now, man. I don't think so. Oh, your game was lost. It's fine. We'll leave it to last. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, anyway, West Brom nil, Tottenham one. Uh, good win for Tottenham. We move on. Uh, to <laughs> Look at the <laughs> smile. No. Okay. Look at the smile. She heard West Brom and knew what was coming. <laughs> oh yeah, hundred percent. Um, let's go straight to you, uh, Eleanor. Yeah. Are you going to win the league? <laughs> really? 
no, we're not going to win the league. But I would like to have some form of title challenge. I would like to be up there. I feel like we've got the te- the attacking players to be up there, not the fence. We just got to outscore everyone because 1-0 is not sustainable for Tottenham. And it was pretty lucky. <laughs> I will say it was pretty lucky, but the point is that normally that is a game that we just capitulate and just totally mess it up. Like, normally, that is what Tottenham do. Like, we don't ever take our chance. Mm. And we finally took the even though it was for like 20 minutes, we actually took the chance. So there is a mentality change, albeit it's small, but I just think that we, we're scoring a lot of goals and we've got very good attacking players. I don't see why we can't be up there. I, I genuinely don't see why we can't be up there. Like, we, we might not, we, we're not going to win it really, realistically, but we, we can definitely be up there. That game was so slow-paced and it reminded me of um, like, like a few seasons ago whenever we played Burnley and we always just messed it up every time we had like the little glimmer of hope. But we finally kind of just grinded it out. But we've got to stop doing that. We've got City next. And if we just sit there and play the way we did, we are getting totally outrun. We are we are gone. So we need to start playing some football like how we was at the beginning of the season. <laughs> but it's not very sustainable to do that. But hopefully we, we play better against teams that actually play against us because when you sit back... We, we struggle to break them down, like, so much. And we just look dead. It looked like two relegation teams, if you watch the whole game. It looked like two relegation teams playing each other for most of the game. And then Kane just got the, the goal, which is great. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, we definitely can win something, finally. <laughs> but it's just, will we actually do it? Is there a mentality there? I don't know. Some might say it's the history of Tottenham. Yeah, it's the history of Tottenham. This. Yeah. Oh, I, I hear this comment way too much in my life. <laughs> like, I, I've been haunted by that. Yeah. It yeah. is, though. It is. And it's not a lie. Like, we are definitely Spursy. Like, we mess up whatever we want. Um, but, like, I just think if anyone's going to change the mentality, and I know Sense is going to laugh at me, but it's, it will. It will be Jose Mourinho because he's the only one that if if he can't change it, then we are cursed. We we are that's it. Like Tottenham will never win something. We have bought seven players that potentially can start, like if we include um Joe Rondon in that. Like when are we going to actually win something? Like, even if it's a League Cup, I'll celebrate that like it's a bloody Champions League. You I I'll tell you now. I don't care. I need a trophy, so anything, and I do think that we can do something, hopefully. Uh, they said that City are next. Yannicka, mm-hmm. who, do you fear a Gareth Bale? Um, obviously, he's got, he's, he's not, I wouldn't say he's starting to hit the ground running, but he seems to be picking up a, a bit of form here and there. Is he the guy that's going to change Spurs' uh, fortunes? Um, I don't know. I think obviously he's a fantastic player. Um, when he first came back, he didn't look that great. Um, but then he seems to be getting back to his old self now. 
Um, so I think, you know, he's going to be a good player. He will get goals. Um, obviously, he'll improve first. Um, they've also got a very good attack in Harry Kane and Son um, in particular. So I think they they will do well. The only thing that I would say in terms of title race is that I think a lot of, a lot of teams, they have to kind of get there but maybe not win it before they win it. So I don't know if they're going to kind of come almost from nowhere, not from nowhere, but I mean, not to be in a title run quite a few years and then to go straight and win it, I'm not so sure. But Jose is a winner. So I think he will win something. I don't know if it will, the first trophy will be the Prem. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I think they should be challenging really with the squad that they've got. I think they should be challenging. So we'll see what happens. This season's a bit weird at the moment. I don't think you can really see who's going to win it. Mm. So, yeah, we'll have to see what happens. But I hope they don't beat us. They've got a good record against us at their new stadium so far. So, fingers crossed. Luckily, to be honest. <laughs> we've got a lot of VAR decisions against you, not that. Yeah. Us. <laughs> the handball, I don't know how we got that. You're the only person I feel like needs to win something is Harry Kane. That's as simple as it is for me. The guy is too, too, too damn good. I mean, he's for me. <laughs> I'm just gonna say it right now for me, he's the best track on the planet. On the planet, lie, but okay. I genuinely think he is, and I've been screaming this for it's kill. You know, I've been screaming his name for ages. I won't change it. Do you know what? It's still a lie. Why is it a lie? Because Lewandowski, I don't understand what you mean. Why, why is it a lie? I still think I still take Hurricane over him. I'm just gonna say that now. Do you watch Hurricane actually overall because he's brilliant all over the pitch, not just as a goal scorer? You want your strikers to score goals, don't you not? He does, he does everything. He does everything, right? Like. It's even better, is it not? This, this is my point. This is my point. That's why I love him so much more. It's not that Lewandowski can't do it. And he's done it in Champions League, as people are now telling me in the chat already. Not Let me land. He's, he's done his thing in the Champions League, obviously. He plays for Bayern. to land, bro. No, I'm not letting you land. No. No, not you. Not you. People in the comments telling me about lining up CEO and that. Tottenham, you know, you're going to allow CEO with Davison Sanchez and Eric Dyer at the back. But it is what it is. Um... But Dyer but is Jose Mourinho's long lost son. Who? He, uh, Dyer. He is not going to ever drop Eric Dyer ever. Oh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> that, that's he true. loves him. He literally loves him. He's like infatuated but, uh, by Eric Dyer. Oh uh, yeah, but I think I think Kane is. I think I think he's supreme. But he needs to win. Like I know he wants to win something with Spurs. People are saying he needs to leave. I think like he just wants to win that at that club before he says, "All right, cool. Maybe do I leave, or is there something that's going to build here before he makes that big decision?" So. Just for his sake, because what how is he what now? 27, 28? I think now. Yeah, so yeah, you know, time's not ticking just pages. yet. It's not ticking just yet, but he don't he doesn't want to be in like that sort of Van Percy situation where he was like, I don't know if I need to be here or if I need to go and give myself something before I leave. So, you know. What? I don't think he wants to leave. I think he wants, wait, well, like wait, you said, he wants to win something at Tottenham. Yeah, Kel, Kel, wait, what's the problem? Why are you bringing up Van Percy? Why? Because it's true though, it's a true comparison, no, I like. Still. So, right, my person's at your club, didn't win anything, so he said, I need to I don't like it. Like, I, like it. <laughs> I don't like it. Stop it. Stop it. I don't like it. <laughs> All right, cool. Brilliant. <laughs> we will move on. Uh, Leicester won, Wolverhampton Wanderers. Yes, we can talk about that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. 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 Okay, first of all, this comment is a lie, so we're just going to brush past that one as well. Yeah. And this is the truth. There we go. Brilliant. Yeah. I, I'm loving this. Also, this is just, great. To add, just, 
just to add on Tottenham, I think there's a lot of talk about Bell, you know, being the, the marquee signing and the best signing that they made. But I just think regular on that left back, fantastic player. Yeah. And I think he's player. been, Our best he's just is been brilliant. Our best okay. signing is Hoybeer. He is okay. the signing of the summer for Tottenham, mm. honestly. That, yeah. you know, I, I love this Hoybeer. You know, the way you say his I name. I love him. Hoybeer. I absolutely love him. Honestly, he has transformed the way that midfield play, though. Mm. We could not play like that without him. So he's our best, our best signing. Hoybeer is just a Jose dream. Do you know what I mean? He's, he's my dream as well. He's a, he's a Jose dream. But um, I wanted to mention Gareth Bell, but I, I think everybody is just seeing the glitz and glamour with Gareth Bell. But I, I don't think Gareth Bell is going to deliver for them. I really don't. I think he's probably going to be injury prone throughout his time there. And when he does play, he's he's not going to, I don't think he's going to produce much. Um, Tottenham yeah, fans are not going to be happy, bro. Yeah, boy. <laughs> I, I, I don't even want to retaliate because I just can't And I can say it on here. I won't say it on Twitter because I'll get about 100 people atting me and replying, but I'll say it on here. But no, nah, man, I'm telling you, like, just, just watch the way he plays. And we were talking about time, needing time to adapt and stuff. He, he's, he's not going to get that time. And he's My old now. And he... <laughs> say that again. She said our blood's boiling. Oh. <laughs> I'm not saying he's a bad player. Obviously, Gareth Bell is Gareth Bell, but I think we're all judging Gareth Bell on what he was doing years ago. Yeah, no, we're I not talking that. about what he can do right now. He's I not been able to... It's just the image of the club that we finally made a big signing that changes, that shows we have some sort of ambition. So I yeah, also think that changes the way good. the players play. Getting him is different to getting the normal youngsters that we get from the championship. It's like, we actually got Gareth Bale. So then you've got Kane there thinking, okay, we're actually a serious club. Regardless of if he plays well or not, it's it's an image thing. The club then believe. No, but I, I um, with regards to the, the signing itself, I don't, I don't think it was a bad, I think it was a great signing. I totally understand it. I think from the, the fans' perspective is what I'm saying. I think that people are expecting Gareth Bell to come in yeah. and do a Mazza because he's Gareth Bell. And I, and I don't believe that, that he's going to do that. Is there. The worry is there. We're not stupid. Like, like you lot all got so excited when he scored the header. Talking I'm about the great excited. header. Da, 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 da. I'm like, it was a standard header. It's like, you lot are so excited to see man do something. It's like, oh, but anyway. Um, Yannicka, people in the comments. Yannicka, people in the comments are saying that um, if um, Aguero leaves, mm-hmm. Harry Kane replacement, would you would you think he's the next ideal replacement if when Aguero does eventually leave? Um, a lot of City fans love Kane. And that's what they say, we want Kane. But I don't think City will buy him. And my reason, my reason for that is that I think, one, the price tag will be ridiculous because he's English and he's coming from Tottenham. So I think if he does leave Tottenham, he will probably go abroad. I don't think he'll stay in England. Um, and secondly, with us, depends who our manager is, if it remains Pep. I have a feeling Pep will go for someone like Felix. That's his sort of guy. Um, but I personally think we should go for Haaland. But I don't think 
Pep will. I think Pep will go for Felix. He likes Imagine that. Imagine having owners to say you can go for Haaland. Who's <laughs> 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 the only one that's actually got links to Man City? Everyone else doesn't have any links, so I don't know. But I'd love Haaland. His dad played for us, so it'd be nice to see him. But Oh, yeah, Ricky's guy. <laughs> yeah, he's ended his career. That's why I can't see him going United, no matter what. Oh yeah. Oh. oh no. I think you made. I think you raised a good point. I think Harlan. That will probably be a because he because he either goes to he either go, I think he goes Bayern Munich or Madrid. But knowing that his father has a link to Manchester City, it does. It kind of does make sense because he he seems to listen to his father. So, I mean, it's it's not it's not a bad choice to go to Manchester City considering I don't know you can easily afford him so I think that's a, that's probably that would probably be a great setup if Pep's not an idiot I think he should listen to you and then you go for Haaland to be honest with you. Don, um, what are you saying? What are you saying for this? Haaland to Liverpool? What are you saying? I want I want if I had to pick a striker obviously it would be Mbappe or um someone like a Felix. I like Felix a lot. Oh, love him. Uh, I wish you want to keep Firmino forever. Um, <laughs> obviously, obviously, his form isn't great, but you know what's interesting? Like, I know it would never happen, but I would love to see Firmino at Man City, like, just to see how that would work. But obviously, that would never happen. Mm. Fair enough. Um, Leicester won, Wolverhampton Wanderers nil. Uh, good win. I think we'll, I'm. We'll, it was a VAR masterclass or disaster class, I would be, whichever way you want to put it. Um, Vardy got a penalty. He then he scored that one, missed the second, another penalty. Um, I think Wolves were asking for a penalty as well, weren't they? So it's, it's a whole, it was a game full of handball decisions and left and right, but yeah, good win for Leicester overall, I think. Um, we'll get to this one. Manchester City won, Liverpool won. Um, everybody says it was a great game of football. I think the first half was a great game of football. Second half, it kind of died. I mean, what was the reason behind that? Did both teams after the second half's goal? I point here is pretty pretty decent, to be honest with you. Um, I'll start off with the the first half. I think it was the best forty five minutes of football that we've seen this season. I think two top teams going at it. Um, Klopp threw in a surprise by going with the front four instead of a front three and I think that kind of caught Man City off guard they wasn't expecting so many Liverpool players to flood forward and I think Liverpool's game plan was literally to try and score as many goals as early as possible because you've seen them do that to Manchester City previously um, for example last season when we scored three goals in about 15 or 20 minutes and I think Liverpool tried to do that again but they're quiet they didn't really get their final third um, interchange on point for them to score more than one goal um, and I think because the game is so tight I think in the second half I think both teams were thinking we can go for a winner but if we commit one extra man, that can cost us losing the game. So I think both teams just settled. All right, if we score a set piece, we'll take it. If we can score just randomly out of like a direct ball, we'll take it. But if not, let's take a point. 
and there's still, you know, 29 games to go in the season. So I don't think it's the worst result for both teams. But I think Liverpool will be the much happier team with that result because I wasn't confident at all. Yannicka, uh, KDB, your 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 new hero stepped up for the penalty and completely missed it. What what what? How how upset were you when you missed that, that that golden opportunity? Do you know what? I just think like the last time we had a penalty against Liverpool. Mara's missed it. It's just it's crazy. But I think with our penalties, we've had a bit of an issue with it because a lot of people kept missing. So it's only De Bruyne because he wasn't missing the penalty. So he's kind of taken it. He's passed it. That was not a penalty. That was a pass. Um, I don't know what he was thinking really. I think I said at the time, just place it. If he saves it, he saves it. At least you might be able to, you know, get the rebound or whatever. But I think. Inter I agree with what um, Dot was saying in terms of the game. I think the first, I said when I saw the landmark, Klopp's trying to get two early goals so that he can go back to a, like, you know, more, he probably would have taken off a, an attacker and then gone sort of defensive in the second half um, and then we wouldn't be able to come back because we're not that clinical this season. Um, so I think that's what he was going for. It didn't work. Um, in the first 20 minutes, I thought, oh, they're going to battle us here because they got a penalty and then I thought they're going to beat us. The way they were playing, they were much better than us. Um, but then after that, it kind of was quite equal towards the end. And then when we came out for the second half, I've said that City this season tend to have one good half of football. So because it wasn't the first half, I thought it might be the second half. Um, we were a bit better in the second half, but we could see we were playing for a draw towards the end. And I think that game, the way it went, City should have been winning that. You were at home. We had a lot of possession. We had more chances. We should have been winning that game. So definitely Liverpool will be more happy because obviously they haven't beat us at the Etihad since 2015. It's been quite a while anyway. So I think they'll be happy with that. All the Pep's done now is made Anfield a must-win, and we don't win there. So I'm hoping the way this year's going, because it's a bit weird, I'm hoping that we can finally win Anfield, but we've pretty much got to win there now. So I disagree with the point that you had the better chances. You had the biggest chance, which was a penalty. Yeah. Um, and I think just that penalty miss and Riyad Mahrez's penalty miss two years ago just shows the pressure of that game, how tense it is. But I think Liverpool were the better team overall. We had 10 shots. I think Man City had six. And the only other significant Man City chance I can remember was, in fact, there was two, the Sterling one and the Jesus header. Yeah. But I think that result was a bad result for City when I think about it because they had to win that game just for confidence, yeah. just to say that, look, we're not going away this season. And I think the one thing that's disappointed me this season in regards to City is that I expected them to start eight out of eight because of what happened last season. And for them to be in mid-table, I think that's pretty underwhelming. Um, your boy, uh, your, your star boy at right back, Trent, he got a heap of criticism um, for the goal conceded, just in case of the whether the touch was lucky or not, he wasn't maybe close enough to um, Gabriel Jesus already. He wasn't goal side, so you know maybe get close and make it more difficult. Do you think that criticism was unwarranted or is it fair? And how much are you going to miss him over the next couple of weeks? 
he got spun, man. Like, <laughs> he spun him. Like, I don't, you get what I'm trying to say? I think he had a good game, Trent. I think he's improved defensively against Atalanta. He was fantastic. And I think against Man City, he had a good game. But Jesus spun him. And that's what quality can do. So, yeah, there's always going to be critics saying, oh, Trent can't defend. To some degree, you're right that he's not the best defensively. But I don't think he's bad defensively. And he's a massive miss. That goes without saying. Who, who, I mean, some people have said uh, Fabinho or Milner, I guess, will be the right-back replacement. Who would you prefer there? I mean, I know Fabinho has history there, but obviously Milner's obviously done a great job for you at left-back. Mm. Possibly could do the same. Who would you think would be the better fit? I think Milner. I think Milner. Um, I'm trying to think. Or maybe we can put, like, a Joe Gomez at right-back and Fabinho and Matip. Um it's, it's difficult. Um, yeah, I think it's it's going to be a difficult one. N- Nico Williams, the young lad, can come in as well. Obviously, I know a lot of Liverpool fans are not too keen on him, but I think he's a decent talent. And I think if he can get a run of games, he can um, do a decent job at right-back. But I think Thiago is back in training. So I think our injury crisis on the back end of the international break will be much more better we'll be in a better situation and uh can i just ask can i ask Sam's a question because obviously you had that interview with joe gomez and what was it that what did you take away from that from that interview well from speaking to him he's just really humble and i think Mm. from what he says and which was refreshing to hear that if you're he was humbled in the sense that he was like, you're only as good as your last game. So with regards to Liverpool, whilst they are ahead of the pack and they're Champions League champions, Premier League champions, they don't get that in their heads. The way they're saying is, next game, we have to go again. We have to always be better. Mm. And I think that's what winners do, isn't it? Winners don't rest on their laurels. Winners always try to improve and keep moving forward. And... That, that's what came out from that that discussion that I had with him is that with regards to Liverpool, they don't they don't let they don't get wrapped up in the in the hype. Even when Henderson, I think he came out with an interview last year and was like, "Nah, we we not getting caught up in the whole, you know, you've only got a few games, records, and all of that stuff." For them, it's just business as usual. Every game is a new game. You know, like when you play. You're five nil up, and you say it's nil nil, it's nil nil. It's that sort of mentality that Liverpool have, and um, and they seem like a really together unit as well, man. Like everybody respects each other, and um, yeah, man. I think the everything comes from Klopp as well, though. Dot everything comes from Klopp. I think that they, you know, are just all gassed to have such a manager, and he's so infectious, and everything that the culture that you lot have at the moment. Is all from him, and then it spills down to the players. And for for Joe as well, is he he thought that he was going to go out on loan. So when Klopp came in, he was thinking to himself, you know what, I'm I'm not in his plans now. And I think where Klopp came in and put so much faith in him from the beginning, and was like, no, we're gonna because he got injured as well, just as Klopp came in. So Gomez's mind is like, no, no, I need to repay that, and that, and every time they go as well. And so another thing you may not know, what he said was, is that you lot train 
and replicate the kickoff times, which is something I thought was mad. So again, it's that whole psychological thing that yeah, you train at the same time that you're gonna have the next game sort of thing, so that they're all ready for it. So yeah, just little little gems. That's wonderful. That's beautiful, actually. Um, can I say anything else? Quickly, um, Ruben Diaz has come into your club and he's been brilliant so far. I'm a big fan of his. Um, I don't want to be put as one of those football hipster guys, but I probably am one of them. I love watching him. He's he's fantastic to watch. But aside from him, you haven't started off the best. Obviously, he's kind of peaking Manchester right now. Why do you feel like you guys have started off so slowly? As a whole, as a whole. As a whole yeah. <laughs> I think, to be honest, the start of the season, we played a lot of games last season. Um, we were in, you know, um, most competition, competitions quite late. So we had a lot of games to play um, when we went into the new season. We had a, quite a few players out. We've had a lot of injuries. We've had players out with COVID. And I'm not I'm not saying that as an excuse because every team kind of have. Um, but I think because of that, we started slowly. We've not been that clinical. Defensively, we were a bit of a shambles last season. So I think coming in, he just kind of... It's, there's like a calmness across our back four that we didn't have before. Um, you know, Laporte was kind of worrying all the time, who's behind me, making rash decisions because he doesn't know what's going on. Whereas now Diaz is there, he's more confident. He he doesn't need to make rash decisions because, you know, Diaz is there. So I think, in general, us tightening up our defence is going to, at the moment, because we're not being that clinical either, it's not looking great, but I think over the season they do say defense wins the titles, and I think we will see the importance of our defense with Diaz. He's brilliant so far. Um, people are saying we're going to see what he does at Spurs because obviously, if he has a good game, you know, you Man United's them sort of games. If he can, if he can pull out performances like he did against Liverpool, um, then you know he, he's he's top top quality, but. I think we'll see. He's new to the club. He's settled in quite well. He's only 23. So I think he'll only get better anyway. Um, but yeah, in terms of our slow start, like De Bruyne is not at full fitness. He's not. And he's still doing well, but he's nowhere near where he would normally be. So I think City will only improve. So that's why, in terms of the title race, people are ruling us out already. I just think it's way too early for that, especially the way the season's gone. Because to be eight games in and every single team have lost, that's quite rare. That's, that's rare for the league. So we'll see what happens. Can I pick up on yeah. that quickly, very yeah. quickly? Sorry, guys, on that De Bruyne point. Because I feel when when you ask that City are a team that I watch very, very closely, and I think De Bruyne is probably top three players in the league, if not the best. Um, but I think the reliance or the over-reliance on him almost makes Manchester City predictable now. Yeah. So it's almost get the ball to De Bruyne in yeah. that inside right channel and De Bruyne, mm. you deliver a ball into that final third. And I think the season when they got 100 points, mm -hmm. De Bruyne was out of the team and that made other players like Bernardo Silva Raheem Sterling to step up their creative sparks on a weekly basis. And I think David Silva hasn't been replaced. So you've lost that creativity from Silva. So now everything, every single um, progressive play goes through the Bruyne. And I think it's a bit easy to nullify. And I think 
the biggest problem with Rodri, although I'm not a big fan of his, is that he moves the ball too slowly. Yeah. He doesn't penetrate with his passes. So literally, Rodri gets the ball and it's straight yeah. to De Bruyne. And before you get that ball to De Bruyne, teams can bank up and you can't break yeah. it down. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. I think because a lot of City fans are saying we obviously attack better with Bernardo. But then if Bernardo's in the squad, we don't have as much control as we'd have with Gundogan. So it's just, I think Pep needs to kind of work out what he's going to do because you can't, like you say, it's very predictable. Um, and David Silva is obviously a massive miss. Um, Bernardo Silva was supposed to be his replacement, but obviously he's not at, you know, David Silva is unreal. So I think we'll struggle. And I think that's another reason why we started slowly because the players are so used to having David Silva there. Every single player that we've got has been playing with David Silva since they got there. So I think it's just going to take us a bit of time, but I think eventually we'll work it out. I think Gundogan and Rodri together are very slow. I think I'm a bit faster than Rodri. Like, he's slow. I, I like Rodri, but he's slow. So, yeah. so, sorry, we're, we're dragging a bit. Sorry, guys. But I think the the thing is with Bernardo Silva, you said that he's not good as good as David Silva, but technically, in terms of technical ability, he's... A 10 out of 10 player, same yeah, as yeah. David Silva. But I think the reason with Bernardo Silva, I don't see him as that centre mid kind of player. I think he's best on the right. A lot of Man City fans want to see him centrally, but I don't think that's that's his position. I think he's more of an attacker and that mm -hmm. final third kind of player instead of someone that can actually control the play. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I think just because based on sort of the squad that we've got at the moment, I think when Fernandinho is back. I feel like he will play Fernandinho and Rodri together. I think that's who he will play. Um, but obviously, because the thing is, for me, Fernandinho is the guy that um, stops the attacks from the other team. Do you know what I mean? He'll put a foot in, even, you know, even if he can take someone out, he'll do it. Whereas <laughs> Rodri's a lot faster than Fernandinho. So he's, he's very, like, he's good at passing and stuff like that. But he's just, like, Fernandinho will think, I'm going to take out this guy. To stop them from attacking, whereas Rodri won't do that. So I think we need that Fernandinho element to our game. I, we definitely need it, and we need to replace Fernandinho because I don't think Rodri is going to replace him. So we need, I think we need someone else as well as as Rodri. Can I ask a question before everybody shoots off? Sorry, Cahill. <laughs> no, 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 we ain't shooting off because we still got a right, free... Cool, uh, cool, certainly, cool. you know, don't worry, don't worry. Yeah, it, it was no idea we talked He was picking up on something that Dot said earlier when he said that um, Trent got spun. And I've watched that, that go back and I'm not convinced that he meant to do that. You know, like, we've seen... We've seen the the, the, the Burkamp one back in the day, which, again, I had to watch it and I'm like, yeah, I think Burkamp meant that. I don't think Jesus meant that. And Yannicka's gone now, but I wanted to ask her is, does she feel that Jesus will be able to get enough goals in Aguero's absence? Because for me, I, when I look at City, I don't see Jesus as being able to get enough goals because he misses chances like the header. And then he scores that brilliant goal. But as I said, I personally don't believe that he actually meant to do that. Um, yeah, I did hear what you said. Um, I don't think he meant it. But obviously, the good thing about Heston is he does tend to get goals. Because a lot of people say he's not as good as Aguero. Obviously, Aguero, if we're looking for a replacement for him, exactly, it's going to be difficult. So I think... 
we have to kind of take Gabby for what he is, and he's a bit of a different player to Aguero. Um, for me, I quite like what he does off the ball. So, like, sometimes he's good at keeping the ball up, he's quite good off the ball. Um, but, yeah, he doesn't get as many goals as Aguero. Um, he misses a lot of chances. I think the problem with City is they all miss a lot of chances, which sounds crazy because we tend to score the most goals every season. Yeah, because you create like a hundred a game. <laughs> we still miss so many chances. So I think, I think, I don't know. Um, he's still relatively young. So he's got, he's got a lot of time, but his stats are good. So we'll just have to see how he does. But I don't think, I think if we're looking for Aguero point two, you know, we're, we're going to kind of miss his quality, which is, which he's different to Aguero. So we'll see how many goals he scores this season. Um, if Aguero continues to be injured a lot, we'll need him a lot more. I think we do need someone to help him as well. We can't just rely on one player every season. It needs to be. I remember we used to have four strikers. When Aguero first came in, we had Aguero, Dzeko, mm -hmm. and then we had like other other people coming in, whether it's Bonnie, you know, we had um, <laughs> Negrega. We used to have a lot of options, whereas now it seems to be if Aguero's not fit, We've only got him, and I think it's a bit unfair to kind of rely on him all the time. So we'll see. Being the first fan and having just came for yeah. like <laughs> four or five seasons, yeah. you've had someone else. We only we're, we're gassed that we got Vinny. We had one other striker. We're sitting there doing that. <laughs> Honestly, it's bad how the, like different fans like just think. Yeah. They're grateful, like, thank you for signing a striker, Levy. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Uh, final question on City. Yeah. I would, it seems like every City fan seems to say every the same things. It's we need to sign a replacement for company. We need to now we need to sign a replacement for David Silva. As soon as now it's, it's uh, Fernandinho, next it's going to be Aguero. Pep has spent. I think almost a billion on this current squad. Why can't he get? Why can't he get the best out of this current squad? I just don't understand it. Is it down to him, him falling out of love with with Manchester City a bit? Or I mean, we we hear well, my coach always says that he's an emotional wreck, and it seems <laughs> like when he do, when stuff doesn't go his way, mm. he just can't he can't navigate out of it. So what does Pep need to do? in order to get the best out of this current squad? Um, I don't think he's loving the club. I think he, since his mum's died, it's definitely changed him a little bit. I think that's obvious. And I do think for that reason, he will leave City. I don't think it will be because, you know, he's had enough of the club. I think he just needs to grieve. So I think he will leave. Um, hopefully not. You know, I, I love Pep, so I'd like him to stay. Um, in terms of the team, it's interesting because there's been a few comments flying around saying that, you know, the dressing room's a bit, Mares is getting pushed out and stuff, but that doesn't actually seem to be the case. So I think I think people are a little bit reactionary, whether that's the fans, the media, you know, in terms of when things don't go well. Um, I think we've had a lot of games this season where the scoreline hasn't really shown the full story i think sometimes we have played all right but we've not got the result and i think 
Pep kind of against Liverpool, I thought that's a good starting lineup. I didn't really have any problems with it. Um, but then the first sort of 20 minutes, it just wasn't working. You know, Torres wasn't getting into the game. Um, and we just looked a bit slow at the beginning. Um, so I think, I don't know, I think with Pep, I think he is very strict with his players. He's very, they know what they need to do to impress Pep. And there are certain players who people were complaining because they weren't being dropped. So Mares, for example, didn't start the season too well. And, you know, he was still playing for them. Pep did drop him. And then it's like we didn't do so well against Liverpool. So I'm not sure. I think with our team that we've got, everyone wants to play. And I think... I think he goes from what happens with training rather than the game. You will see a, a City player play fantastically and then he won't start the next week. So I think he goes off the training rather than how they play in the last game. Um, so we'll have to see. I think it's early days for this season. I, I know Pep's not happy that we've had so many games, we've had so many injuries, so many people out. So hopefully after this international break, people come back a bit more refreshed and he can get sort of the best out of them. We've got quite a lot of players who are quite inconsistent as well. Bernardo Silva's one of them. Bernardo Silva started fantastically. No, he didn't start too good. Then he had that fantastic season. Mm. And then last season, he wasn't great. Mm. So this season so far, he looks all right. So we'll have to see what happens. But we just need consistent players, you know. We need a bit of consistency. Even if we get three games... Three wins in a row at the moment. I think that will be enough to push us on a little bit. We'll see how we fare against. I'm not entirely confident going away to Spurs, um, especially and Kane. So yeah, we'll have to we'll have to see. It's, for me, it's early days, so I just want to see what happens for now. Fair enough. I think we should start wrapping up now, don't you no. think? No, 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 I think we've done all the games, haven't we? No, no, I mean, even look at the comment below, you know, it's still about teams, you know, there's still certain teams, you know. He's moving like Jose Mourinho, Mr. Cobb and that, he's going like Free, you know. Aston Villa nil, Arsenal free. Got absolutely bodied. <laughs> <No>. Wow! <laughs> wow! I'm not gonna lie though that that result didn't really surprise me. Um, no, it didn't. Like I was saying it before the Liverpool game. Aston Villa <laughs> starting eleven is actually a scary, scary eleven. Like when you actually look at it, and I was talking to a few of my friends, and I was like. How many Arsenal players 100% get into that Aston Villa team? Thomas Partey, yeah. No, no, no. Thomas Partey. He logs off. <laughs> no. Obama Yang. Yeah. Leno versus Martinez is questionable. It's not It's not a fact, yeah. Martinez is better than him. No, Martinez is better, yeah. Okay. So, so Leno, Oba, um, Partey. Tierney. Yeah, yeah, Tierney. Yeah. And Partey. So four players, yeah. Partey, Oba, um, Tierney, 
And I wouldn't, I wouldn't say Leno at all, bro. I'm not gonna lie to you. Yeah, no, Leno, no, no, and I'm one of the centre backs, like a David Luiz or a Gabriel. I'm gonna have them in. No, the... no, Gabriel. Let's let's not okay, talk so, about Luiz, please. So, so Gabriel. So, so, so we're saying <laughs> and, and this is my point. McGinn, yeah, starts for Arsenal. Yeah. Freelish will be Arsenal's best player. Yeah. Um. And Douglas Luiz, I think, is a potential Fernandinho replacement at Man City. Amazing defensive midfielder. And then you've got Ross Barkley, that's a maverick. On his day, you know that Ross Barkley can be a threat, right? Ollie Watkins, the best player in the Championship last season, in my opinion. Mm. Sixth striker. Mm. Better than Lacazette, 100. 100%. 100%. Um, Esri Konza improving. Taro Mings looking like a decent Premier League centre-back now. So the team, when you look at their team, there's a lot of technical ability in that team. <laughs> And that's why they managed to beat Liverpool 7-2. Like, because they've actually got quality. Can we just talk about William for a second? The world oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm here for that. I'm here for that, yeah. I, 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 had, I was holding smoke from Arsenal fans. Like, don't lie, you lot wanted him. I was like, no. I, I definitely didn't want him. Firstly, I, I, I want to go on record and say I'm one of the Arsenal fans that would never say you guys want it. I don't think anybody should want him. <laughs> <laughs> I think but he's a horrible player. Oh, he can still do a job. He's a... No, he can't. No, no, no he Will, can't. William was good last season, though. He was no, good. No, he wasn't. He wasn't. He wasn't. He wasn't. He was no. good when he wanted a new contract. That's what William does. Yeah. People. Not honestly, but he was not good. It was almost he like had... Aubameyang trying to sign the team and then once he did, he's just disappeared we're basically resigned to walcott with an afro nah you know what yeah you know what no 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 you know what i'm gonna do for the first time on this podcast ever i'm defending walcott no walcott is better than william i don't care, I don't care. william is dead honestly Absolutely. i was i was getting told i well you don't like you wanted him it's just because of the history yeah, it's it's because of the history, but I don't want him at all. He's he's dead. He's finished out here. And I was like, you could go to retirement home of Arsenal. They they like to get Chelsea Ooh. retirement Ooh. home players. Ooh. Yeah, no, it's true. Arsenal's recruitment in the Premier League it needs to improve because when you look at some of the signings they've made over the years. <sighs> you just William. fill a gap, but you don't. Yeah, David Like you just fill it. It's just like, like oh yeah. Yossi Ben Ayun. Yeah, like the recruitment within the Premier League needs to improve. Like when you look at a team, when you look at a team like Liverpool, when you look at a team like Liverpool, they get the best in the Premier League, Diego Jota, Sadio Mane. But when you look at Arsenal's recruitment within the league, it's pretty, pretty poor. And that's where they need to improve. I mean, Cedric Suarez, <laughs> that signing doesn't make sense. Oh but you know God. what, though, though? Arsenal fans were gassed by that signing, though. They were. Arsenal fans that I speak to yeah. were gassed by that signing. Mm-hmm. Elijah, they don't watch football. Danny Welbeck, like, the list goes on. Like, I mean, we have the same issue, to be fair. Our recruitment is pretty dead normally. Like, we have the same problem. But I don't know if it's because of Jose Mourinho that we've now actually backed who he wanted because normally we go and get like these dead players these free loans and but the thing is you can expect that with spurs because you know i'm not even trying to throw shade but spurs (laughs) spurs are not arsenal in terms of where arsenal have been do you know what i'm saying so you can kind of you 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 would expect better from from arsenal 
But Cahill, yeah, I wanted to owners, ask I you think quickly. Their owners are a lot worse than ours. Is their owners what? are worse than ours. As in, we actually, I would expect more players to want to go to Arsenal due to like the history. But their owners, I think the Cronkies are much worse than Enoch, and I hate Enoch. Yeah, yeah, I suppose. But Cahill, what what is it about Arteta's um, reliance to stick with this? Um, Lacazette up front and Aubameyang out on the left because that's something that when I watch Arsenal play week in and I, I can't understand I can't make sense of it I'm trying to I can't make sense of it you, you can't make, I can't make sense of it I don't I don't I don't know I've been, I've been saying this since Lacazette or since it's Lacazette's second season I don't understand why we we don't put a 30 plus goal striker up front when uh, instead of relying on a 15 plus if that if if he's being it's, uh, that's a good season for Lacazette 15 plus I don't understand why we don't play a Bayern down, down middle yes he scored a whole bunch of goals down the left last season great we finished ninth the season before that when he scored a whole bunch of those goals we finished Jesus fifth Christ, I, finished <laughs> <laughs> I don't know I don't it's I don't care. Eighth, ninth, tenth. That, that's a horrible. Don't worry. Eighth, eighth, eighth. Great. Great. I, I don't. People are saying that the formation is the problem, and we shouldn't be playing uh, five at the back at home. I, I see no problem with formation. I see a problem with how we attack and how we just don't. We just rely so. Yes, I, I want to see us with three players in midfield. I, I want to see that. I've wanted to see that since Arteta come in. But teams in this league play with five at the back and play much more um, on the fr- much more direct, much more on the front foot. Wolves, for example, they play exciting football with five at the back. So I don't. I don't want to hear that the formation. Wolves. Wolves. So I don't want to hear that that formation. That formation is the problem. It's Arteta. Arteta. He just. He's so reluctant to attack, and I don't, I don't know why. I think he, he's relying on. I think no, in no, his defense, right. I think in his defense, I think the personnel of the team is very, very bad, and it it goes back <laughs> to my point comparing the two lineups. Look at us. Take away Thomas Partey. Arsenal's midfield options they're poor. Shaka, El Nenny's a decent player, but no, he's but, but bad. I I get that. I get that. But here's the problem. He likes Shaka. He likes El Nenny. He likes David Luiz. He doesn't. He yeah. cannot phase out everyone in one summer. This is his first summer transfer window. He cannot sell fifteen players in one summer. This has to be a slow process. He can't change no, the whole team I overnight. I understand that it can be a slow process and bloody bloody blah, blah, blah. But I'm not. I'm not saying that as a rude thing, by the way. I'm. I'm just. I'm just uh, I hear. I hear that a lot. But it's not like Arsenal haven't had history with Zach, with Xhaka being poor. With El Nene, who was on loan in Turkey last, I think it was Turkey last season. These are yes, he but he just refuses to play some created options. Like we had Gunduzi last season. He seems very if he doesn't like you, you're out of the team. Ozil, Pepe, um, Saliba this year. If he doesn't like you, you're out of the team. And that's that seems well, that to be go, that goes with any top manager. <laughs> We're just saying that because he's losing games, but Pep Guardiola does that. Sane, he fell out with Sane. Jurgen Klopp, he does it. Every top manager, if they don't fancy you, but, they don't play you. But, but, no, but the, the difference being two of those players have been completely omitted from the team to the point where they can't be seen at all. Like, he brought back Saliba, which I understand 
he said that obviously he went on loan, he did well, then he's come back to the club. And then the idea, the intention was to put him as a team to play. And now he's not only in the periphery of the Premier, uh, the Premier League team, but he's not in the Europa League team at all. Whereas yeah, I think Arsenal's frustration, Arsenal's frustration is, for example, Mustafi hasn't lifted up any sort of trees since he joined the club. So why is he in the Europa League team for Saliba? Um, Pepe played well against, okay, he played well against Dundalk, but he played well. And, you know, why is he not starting? I feel like it, it's kind of similar to what I feel about my club is that there's a lack of consistency in the lineup and the manager's not getting the best of what we feel he can get the best out of the team. So I think that's maybe where the where they're feeling a bit more insecure about their team. Possibly. No, I think I think that's not fair to say because when you look at Man United's team, it's a dangerous team. Like they've got dangerous players. Arsenal, I do not see it. I don't see the quality right. there. And from when I'm saying how many Arsenal players get into the Aston Villa team, I'm not trying to throw shade at Arsenal. I'm just being real. McGinn, Grealish, Douglas Luiz, Ollie Watkins, they all start for Arsenal. And that's but, not good but, enough. But Doc, would you expect Villa to finish above Arsenal this season? No. So then but really, that, Arsenal the should, be, should be beating them then. I get what you're saying about the players and everything, but Arsenal should be able to beat Aston Villa and they should be able to put in a better performance than losing 3-0 to Aston Villa, especially after the back of beating Man United so convincingly as well. Like, it's, it's, it was, it was shocking. Convincing. I think defensively we were sound. I, I don't think it was convincing. We've wasted far too many chances. It, it was got... where against Man United, you've got two teams that both don't know how to attack and you were you controlled the game more and we you defensively better. It, it was heading for a nil-nil before the penalty, I agree. But I think you were the better team. You, you you didn't look like losing that game. But then you then go to Aston Villa and and that result, when you look at it, it doesn't flatter Aston Villa. You know what I mean? That that could have been Arsenal. Yeah, 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 yeah. It flatters Arsenal. But Sam, so what I'm trying to say is that you say that, but every game is different. Aston Villa, yeah. you're going to be playing against a low block. You know exactly yeah. what they're going to do. It's difficult to break down. It took yeah, yeah. Jurgen Klopp three years to find a solution on how to break down a low block consistently. These fixes don't happen overnight. Arteta doesn't have the players to break down a mean defense. He just doesn't have the players. But why does he? So I get, I, I, I get what you're saying. Why, why does he persist though with the Abamyang on the left when they don't create chances from wide? So Abamyang essentially is just out of the game most of the time, yeah. He's doing a lot of defensive and up and down. Well, you would have, I think, wouldn't you be better off having him as as your main striker? Maybe throwing someone like a Saka on the left. And giving Pepe a chance on on the right and trying to do that, no? To a degree, yes. But at the end of the day, yeah, Arteta watches these players in training every single day. And he's starting what he feels is the best eleven to tackle a game. And you say, why is Uber on the left? I'll tell you why Uber's on the left, yeah. Even though I don't agree with it, Arteta's mindset is how much goals can I get into this team? If I play Lacazette, he may not be the best player, but he scores 15 goals a season. Plus, I've got Uber, who I know scores consistently from the left. So if I can get both of them in the team, that means more goals. It's a bit naive to think like that, though, no? It, it, it must be the only reason, because it seems like he doesn't like Uber because he can't hold the ball up, so he doesn't want to play him up front. So I'd rather play him on the left than play a Lacazette that can score... No, but then again, on the left... Uber, I think Uber is wasted because I think teams have now discovered that if he has the ball on him, yeah, they, they know he can't. 
He can't. Yeah. He can't beat him. Yeah, yeah. He relies. He does rely on his pace. Yeah. Yes, but I think if they sit back and allow him to drip, try and dribble, it's, 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 he's going to eventually give it only five teams to score a few goals in it. Like, it, there's, there's no creativity in the Arsenal team. And I'm not defending Arteta because I think that was a shocking result. And I think he really needs to look at himself in the mirror after that sort of performance. But when I look at that team, who is a creative spark? You've got a 19-year-old that's your best creative player, which is Saka. Yeah. That's, that's worrying, man. Like, no, but last season, wouldn't you say that, especially during the end, Pepe and Aubameyang had a nice link-up? I don't see it with Pepe, you know. What, is, is, the Pepe, Pepe? what is the deal with Pepe? He, 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 he's just no, not that good. He's just not that good. Don't worry. He's just not that good. Just, no, but like, no, no, no. I think he's got a really good player in him. I genuinely, I watch him and I think he's skillful. I look at him and I'm like, skillful if he, not enough, he will be brilliant. So like, I don't understand why he's not getting the chances. I just don't, I just don't understand it. That's the thing. That's, that's, that's what I, I, I understand if you look at him week in, week out and say, no, I don't, I'm not, he's not good enough on the training pitch. But who on the right is good enough? William, is, what's William showing on the training pitch oh. and what's William showing on the football pitch <laughs> that proves that he's good enough? So I don't understand why you give play, these players a chance. Give Saliba a chance. If you want to play four at the back, I understand he's 18, but he, he didn't he, he went to the, uh, um, what's it? I think the, I don't know the name of the final in the, in the French league. What is it? He went no, to the cup um, final with the French league with with yeah. Saint Etienne last season, and he, that's that shows to me that he had he has some sort of maturity in him. He's one of their best players, so I don't understand why he then comes to Arsenal, and then immediately gets alienated. And apparently, he's thinking about sending him out on loan again. And that's like, why you yeah. spent this team spent so much money on a on a defender that was linked to Real Madrid as a replacement for Rafa Varane, but Arteta comes in, is like, no, I don't, I, don't, I don't fancy him. But he fancies Mustafi. He fancies. Rob Holding, who's been horrible since day one. Day one, he's been horrible. Um, Mustafi holding David Luiz is horrible. So why Tell not you? Why not give Saliba a chance? You, like, it's not easy. But let, it's not let me easy. Get the stress out. Let me get the stress out. Don't worry. Uh, yeah, but it's not easy to go into a club and just phase out your senior players. This is a. This is not a Pep Guardiola. He doesn't have that clout and authority in the game to just say, "Look, Joe Hart, you're being." I'm sorry, but um, Poch did it when he first came to Tottenham. He froze yeah. out many senior players. Did he do it Bring straight Poch away? To Old Trafford. Straight but away. Po- yeah, Pochettino had the reputation. As soon as he walked in, he froze yeah. out many of our dead words. Yeah, but Pochettino had the reputation. He was one of what, the brightest. Yeah. What was the Brilliant. reputation? He played nice football. That yeah. was his reputation. <laughs> that was his reputation, but like he was. He was wanted by a it, lot of top clubs at the time. No, but I'm just saying that you can't like. No, we're saying that. Oh, William, what does William do? William doesn't do anything, but he may be the ultimate professional in training every single day, keeping up the standards. We don't know. You get what I'm trying to say, but Mustafi. Sacrifice results, man. No, but Pepe's not delivering when he's playing. He's not delivering. But if he's got so, more quality, <laughs> he might. That's what I'm saying. I, I don't know. A when lot I see of... Pepe, I don't see it. I'm not yeah, gonna lie. Fans don't see don't it with see it. Pepe. They they look at Pepe and they say exactly. it is easy Premier League. Don't see it. You know what I mean? Um, I just think I just think you you give them a chance, man. I feel like you just give these players a chance. Don't don't come in and alienate. He alienated Pepe. He alienated Ozil. He alienated Gunduzi, who last season wasn't great, but in terms of our midfielders going forward, he was one of the best. 
and that means he's he's now gone out on him. You can't he can't use him. No, but I and agree. Now though. And now he's he's kept he's kept Deadwood like it's, it's, it's What are your thoughts on Arteta's style though? Do you feel like he is quite defensive? I don't think this is this is what his preferred style. I agree. He, he's got a whole bunch of horrible players. I agree with that. I've been agreeing with that since even since Ar uh, Arsene Wenger. Then these players were there since Arsene Wenger was there. But I just don't think. Have options. Give yourself options. That's that's my that's the crux of, of, of my argument. He's just definitely not he's just completely <laughs> cut off all his creativity, and I don't know why. Because they don't defend. I think the first, the, the indicator of how bad not bad of his style was as soon as um I think the, his first training session. I think the quote was, um, "If you're not going to do that on the pitch, then don't do it in training." What does that mean? You don't want players to be. You don't want players to have flair. You don't play, want players to be creative. It's you know what it is? We overrate players that don't play. Urzil <laughs> was true. playing. Urzil's been that, playing for years, true. and he's been doing nonsense. Like when Doozy was was poor last season. Um... <laughs> yeah, no, Pepe, thing, thing. when he plays, he doesn't do anything. <laughs> Nobody in that team does anything. So I feel like if you play, there were play. Pepe has has more of a chance of and this is going off far too long. This is a yeah. right. Um, <laughs> Pepe stands more chance of creating than William does. Yes or no? Regardless of his quality or not. Oh, yes or no? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. No. I think he does because he done it last season in the FA Cup. I think he was brilliant in the FA Cup last season. If you see his his two goals, yes, they were in the Europa League, yes, they were against poor position, but they were the only two goals that didn't that weren't lucky, that weren't either deflect rebounds to our players. He created something out of nothing with those goals. So I don't see why he he's not given a chance in the Premier League. But he has if been it's given not a working, chance. Why not try? He's it? not. He's been given like 20, 20 minutes each and every game. That's not a chance. I want him to start. And when he does start, he doesn't do anything. He gets subbed off after 60 minutes no, and you're like, where, where was Pepe? We're going in literally, we're going in circles here. If he said, he does nothing. That's fine. But if you said someone like Joe Willock should be having more game time, then I can agree because any no, time Joe Willock not, plays, I, I looked impressive. That's, just, but you're, that's the thing. Whole, I'm, I missed out Joe Willock. <laughs> <laughs> I missed out Joe Willock because there's so many players that he's alienated. And these are all our creative options. Cahill, you, are you Arteta out? I'm not Arteta. Mm. Oh. I'm not Arteta out. <laughs> I feel like he, he wants desperately to play 4 3 3. But he, he thinks too much that we're going to concede if we play that style. But then again, we're conceding now. That's so what I'm saying. If it's not working, why not change it? That's what I don't exactly. understand. Like, exactly. Is, anyway, talk, I'm, I'm stopping it no, right here. I'm, I'm, like I'm actually like, sweating. Watch, you can't see it, but I am physically hot. So I'm gonna I'm stopping it here. Well, Arsenal, Arsenal won for lost four, isn't it? Arsenal. Yeah, that's yeah. Four. One for consistency. Stop it. Stop it. Oh, I, hey. I don't even know how to finish this podcast. But anyway, um we should play a game of like which, which Arsenal players get into which team. We should play that shut kind up, of game. Shut up. I think that'll be fun. <laughs> Hey, 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 Doc, 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 Doc,
Alright, over. Alright, one, one, one out of eleven is good. One out of eleven is good. Yeah, yeah. what are you saying? What are you saying? I'll take our tetra back as number two. You've been through well when he was there, so I don't know. Um, now, Aubameyang's great, and in City's team, he's playing. Um, not over Aguero. Well, not over Aguero. You'd have to, you'd have to have him as well. Um, but Aguero's not fit right now, so yeah. Um, but I don't know. I do like Saka, not for mm. us, but I do like Saka. I think he's good. He played well against us, um, and you know, he's a good player. I think with Arsenal, there's definitely something going on behind the scenes. You know, Özil keeps making comments, so there's clearly something. And I think that's affecting how you play on the field because if things are behind closed doors, they're not going to be good on the pitch. Um, I think William must be world class in training. So I think he must be. I can't think of why. That I do like William, to be honest. I used to be a fan of him. This guy's smart. This is our favourite one. Eleanor, you taking any gulas in your starting eleven? You're lie if you say no. <laughs> I actually really like Saka. Always have. I've tweeted mm -hmm. about him a few times, and I'll take a okay. Bamiang as a backup to Kane. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh! oh! You, you know what? You know what? You know what? No, you know what? I I I don't there. disagree with that. I seriously don't disagree with that. Kane's a better striker than Uber. So why would he why would he start over him? I don't disagree, but then again, yeah, you're taking it, really. you're taking Gabriel, you're taking Partey. Partey, Gabri Gabriel, yeah. No, nah, she's got Hoiberg. Hoiberg, Hoiberg. I genuinely don't think our midfield needs Partey. Nah, I think Partey's he's a brilliant player, but I don't think I think our midfield is solid. Yeah, if we have, if we get Lo Celso and. And Dombele and Hoybit, we don't need Partey in that midfield. Raw boy, boy. We don't. We. Do, I genuinely boy. don't think the way we play, we don't need Partey in that midfield. You know we what? Need, we need Gabe, Gabriel take and before I would have taken Tierney, but obviously we got Reguilon. So, boy, you know the Ghanaian in me wants to slander, but you know it's at the same time Partey's my boy. But you know we. Well, one day we're going to be chopping fufu together, so I can't no, do it. No, I love him. I just don't think he will... I just don't... I just think that our midfield is working very... Would work very well if once we get that three in the I hear that. Temps. Um, okay, I can't really bounce on this one because we suck, but... You taking any gooners? Yeah, we take Partey, innit? Standard. Mm -hmm. We take Partey. <laughs> you, yeah, we take Aubameyang. Gabriel. Oh, we got Cavani! Ooh, I love Cavani, by the way. I was well jailed. <laughs> the, prob the problem is, is Cavani, any striker that comes to Man United is going to suffer because well, we do don't you remember I had this conversation with you? We actually yeah. spoke about this before. Yeah, they're going to they're gonna struggle, just like Cavani has struggled since he's come. Kojo don't want to admit it, but he struggled. Cavani struggled. Struggled? Yeah, he ain't he ain't pulled up no trees. He hasn't he hasn't set the world on fire. He played like ten minutes and then he finally got his goal. <laughs> he, he played a lot more than ten minutes. Okay, twenty. Yeah, <laughs> 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 the situation is. Listen, 
Sam, just take time. Don't worry. You'll be on the same boat with me just doing one of these celebrations. All right, all right. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting. That, I, I always like Cavani. It's not even a, it's not even, it's not even a knock on Cavani. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying anybody that comes into Manchester United is going to struggle up that end of the field. And we're going to see true. it, man. That's true. That's we're going to see it. Yeah, I mean, he's still waiting for Martial to, to come good. But anyway, um... Hey, don't no, you ain't flipping it on me today, Rude Boy. You ain't flipping it on me. <laughs> Is that what you did? Hey, you like Arsenal, yeah. Man, them yeah. paid fifty million for Lacazette. You know, boy. Interesting. Yeah. How much was Paul? How much was Paul? Why are we talking about that? <laughs> Why well, I'm not trying to bring it there for? <laughs> yeah. wait, 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 what was that for? How much was yeah. that? Account? I'm, no, I'm just, I'm just asking how much was. You don't have to be defensive. I'm just asking. I'm always defensive. What Pogba? What full yeah, season right. of unlocking Paul Pogba? Yeah. Ah. Oh, oh, that's a different. That's a different conversation. Hey, listen, listen, we should, we should go to that conversation. Listen, listen, yeah. Don't even Oh shit! To wrap up. How you feeling, Kim? How you feeling? Shut up, Peter. That's how I'm feeling. <laughs> Leave them alone. They're down enough. You wrap up. The Spurs fan trying to protect the Arsenal boy. You, you like, know, not yeah. protect him. It's more like lesson. Yeah. Um, <laughs> taking pity. A Spurs <laughs> fan is taking that, pity that, that is because like, they have Jose Mourinho. This is ridiculous, you know. Jose Mourinho. All right then. Good luck. Good luck winning, winning wait, the Premier League. Wait, 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 wait. Good luck. We can talk about this for hours. What's yeah. your we can't. We can't. The podcast has been I, almost I two hours. I've a coaster ride with Jose Mourinho. I'll tell you that. Um, to wrap up on Arsenal, I would say play some creative football. Just end, just end it there. Just, just try it. Try. Try. Just trust some of the players. Because you're trusting the wrong ones, in my opinion. But anyway, we finished. Thank God. I'm sweating like a madman. I don't know. <laughs> it's been you guys. You guys have been torturing me. I don't know how long that random might have been. Around, I thought I was actually just, the nicest one. You were actually, but it is what it is. Considering that I, I didn't, I was gonna go hard on you, but I didn't. <laughs> Thank you very much, um, Yannicka. Where can they find you? Um, on Twitter, which is below at Yanaka with two A's. Um, I'm also on, also on YouTube, um, Yan City ENT. Um, not done much on there yet. And you can catch my show on Sarcasm City on Saturday mornings. Um, so just type Sarcasm City into YouTube and you'll find your is, that with, um, is that the team with Flawless? No, well, it's his show, but it's with Rose, another City fan. It's like, it's a oh, City yeah. show, but we can talk football. Um, it's oh, called wicked. Um, City, anyway. Oh, wicked. Okay. okay. Eleanor, where can they find you? Um, on Twitter, at LilyWhite underscore TV. LilyWhite TV on YouTube. I've just started. I've got, like, three videos. <laughs> but, um, yeah, we're getting there. But, yeah, um, and LilyWhite underscore TV on Instagram as well. So, yeah, we'll see. Uh, Dot, where can they find you? Um, at LFC Nino on Twitter. Um, my podcast is at podcast underscore TBG on Twitter. 
YouTube, The Beautiful Game podcast. We've had interviews with Rio Ferdinand, Brendan Jeez. Rogers, Kieran Jeez. Tripia. Oh, name Jeez. 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 Fabrizio Romano, yeah. Yes. Yes. Love Sebs, where can they find you? Yeah, well, we ain't on the, the, the beautiful game pod level yet. <laughs> but yeah, man, on Twitter, at L Semps, and I'm on YouTube as well, at Views TV Official, on Instagram, at Views TV Official. So yeah, check me out if you want to hear what I've got to say, man. Coach, where can they find us? You can find us uh, here on YouTube at Frame Before Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Frame Field. And the same for, of course, all the audios, which is SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. About. This has been another episode of the Frame Before Podcast. Good night. Peace. Peace.